Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. <laughs> you're sitting like fucking Aladdin over there on your magic carpet. Then you're, then you're fucking jazz-handing me into the show. You fucking David Copperfield. All YouTube exclusives right there. You know, for the people who don't watch on YouTube, they miss so much. Yeah. Even if you listen to the show in your car, go back, put it as background noise. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some interesting stuff you miss. And yes, I'm sitting shoeless because... I'm, I said before, you're sitting like how my four-year-old nephew watches cartoons. Like sweatpants, no shoes, Indian style on the couch. You're like a blankie and a fucking Capri Sun away from regressing. The, like Robin Williams and Jack. <laughs> By the way, those both sound amazing right now. Yeah. <laughs> a blankie and a Capri Sun. Can we get Ruther a blankie? Yeah, my white blanket's over there. <laughs> I, I don't need it, though. But I do. I, 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 here's what I just said. It's my apartment. I feel comfortable. I'm relaxed. Yeah, let's talk some sports. That's what we're here to do, right? Yeah. Shoeless, no socks. Someone on YouTube actually said that they like me better without shoes. So I've gone with the no shoes. <laughs> That's all it takes. It takes one guy on YouTube to go like, no more shoes. Somebody comment no pants for Ruther. Let's see. He's like, I'm doing it in my boss's shorts. Cause some anonymous guy on YouTube. Somebody comment no dick. Maybe I'll chop it off. So we have a full house tonight. Full house. Full the, house. The, there was a, an episode of The Interns recorded before this featuring the original, the OG, Joe Shabelli over in the corner there. Shaboring. What's up? How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! The, the interns was great. At one point, Trevor goes, "Okay, we got to get into it. We need, you know, everybody wants to know. Hey, bench belly! <laughs> like like they're about to get ready into the Western Conference. Like, what you been up to, Joe? How the world much, wants to know. How much dead air do you think was on the interns? <laughs> there was just, probably a lot of dead air. Right? Yeah. There was a lot of there was some dead air tonight, guys. That's why it was so funny. And so everybody knows we all were watching the Rockets Warriors game. There was pizza here. You know, we've been we've been doing some dirty sports thusting as a team. So we've all got the giggles tonight. And uh, Shabelli. Where have you been? What? <laughs> That's literally what Trevor said. <laughs> That's why I said it. That's why well, I said I've, it. I've been on planet Earth. Um, That's why I said it. No, I've been at school. I've been up at uh, Gonzaga in Spokane, Washington, uh, and yeah, I've just had I've had a fun semester. I'm pretty sure it's Gonzaga, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I've had a fun semester, and uh, yeah, no, it's good to be home. Um, actually, I'll be living up there this summer, so that will be a change of scenery. So. And then, uh, do you know your major? Uh, business, uh, and I got a uh, operations focus. So, organizing like the board game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm business pre med. Um, no, I'm I'm like like, I don't know Amazon stuff, like figuring out how your package gets to your house and shit. So logistics, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm excited because you in the fall 
of next school year are going to St. Louis University Madrid. Yes, I am. Where I attended St. Louis University Madrid. <laughs> and look how I turned out. So, <laughs> you know, the sky's the limit for you, Shaboring. Well, I'm really thankful for that, but I'm not sure I want to end up living on a couch down by the beach. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. I live on a couch? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of did the, the man down by the river. Yeah. Living in a couch. I don't know if I want to be a man living in a couch down by the ocean. <laughs> but yeah. He's doing you in reverse, by the way. He, <laughs> he already did dirty sports, and then he's doing the Madrid. Next thing you know, he'll be he'll be a teacher at uh, in Vegas. Somewhere in Vegas. <laughs> well, Shabelle, it's good to have you back. Yeah. It's good to see you. First impressions of the newly improved former Smut Shack, now Smut Studio. Oh, it's impressive. I love the memorabilia. Um, it's, got, it's it's impressive place to record a podcast, not to live, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. I wouldn't want to live here, but <laughs> cool podcast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then you got you got the Jobu statue over there, or as EJ knows it, it's just some random racist Indian statue. Um, oh, oh, but, wow. <laughs> EJ still doesn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a preview for later in the show. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll do an intern off later in the show. Yeah. Well, Shabelle, it's good to have you back. We're going to jump into some sports stuff. Uh, Prano? Yeah. We just watched game two. Yep. Houston Rockets, Golden State Warriors. As you like to say, a boat race. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Rockets came out, came out hot. They came out hot. Uh, in game one as well, but obviously they ended up losing that that game by I think it was 14 or whatever, 13, 14, 11, some double digit, low double digit number, and that's what Golden State is going to do. Golden State is happy to go into halftime with you tied up, and they come out and they have their big third quarter. They were down double digits at half this time, 14, and. Houston just never let them back in it. Yeah. Got close. Uh, you know, Houston lives and dies by their style of play. And there was there was certainly times down the stretch where I was like, geez, they're still hoisting. And, you know, there's seven minutes left in the game. They're up 12, you know, 13 points. And you're like, man, this is dangerous to just – but that, you know, you got to give credit to Mike D'Antoni. He's been living and dying by that style of play for, you know, going on 15 years now. He's just never going to – He, I mean, Mike D'Antoni is the – definition of a, a throwback phrase from the dirty sports podcast turned down for never that guy's having his starters and hoisting threes uh, you know three minutes left in the game where do you see this series going do you see it going seven so i said warriors and six i am sticking with warriors and six right now because i think that the warriors get both games in oakland i think uh houston gets their game at home and then the Warriors close it out um, in Oakland. But I will say this. Uh, the Warriors did I, – I said that game one is exactly – you know, that's the that's the game where the Warriors take control of the series. If they get game one in Houston, look out. And I and obviously Houston, uh, they split in the two games in Houston. But I do think in this series in particular, there's a big difference between them winning game one and them winning game two, either of them winning game one and two. I think Houston going in and setting – or sorry, Golden State going in and setting a tone and going like we're, we're, we're winning game one, I think does have a different feel of momentum from winning game two because they came out, they took it. You know, great adjustments uh, by Houston 
great second game. You know, not only did they come back and win that game, but like you said, they boat raced them. But um, I will say this: if Houston gets one in Golden State of these next two, then it turns into a Kevin Garnett series where anything is possible. <laughs> then it's like, then it's definitely going seven, and then who knows? Like, I a, a game seven in Houston would be completely different than a game seven in Oakland. That's for sure. And that's anybody's game. And that's, it's certainly what I'm rooting for as much as I'm rooting for Houston to win. You know, I'd love Houston to win in five. I don't think they're going to win in five. I'm still sticking with Warriors in six, but I would love this to be a seven game series. I think Warriors in five. So you're just a guy who's like, I, I care not for what I just watched. I'm just like, can I fucking, yeah, in a way, because here's how I look at it. I think the Warriors, we both agree, have a significant home court advantage. Yep. Dude, Houston's let's talk about Houston's fans for a minute. It's not it's it, look, I don't know. I, that's precisely what I said before the series, which is the only home court advantage per se that it's Houston has is Oakland's. not having to play four games there. And I get that. I, I agree. But that's where I think this comes into play. I don't give the Rockets. You don't give them a chance to win either of those games. I don't. So, so in my opinion, the Rock, or, or the, I'm sorry, the Warriors go up three-one, and then they they go back to Houston and they shut it down. That's what I think will happen. Who knows? But the game you watched tonight, like to me, that wasn't even. That's not a game that was like the the Cleveland Boston series. That's a series that you watch and you're like, man. Not only did I do I think that the Boston crowd was a factor in those first two games, I think they were a major factor in both those first two games. This was not a game where it was like, oh, they got that one because it was in Houston. They beat them by 30. Yeah, but let me ask you this. When Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry combined for 30 points, I just don't see that happening. To me, that's the difference in this game. You have three stars who didn't have good games. Now, obviously... And Houston's it, right. the reason behind that, yeah. but I just don't see that happening. But, you know, Mike D'Antoni, and everybody knows I'm a Mike D'Antoni fan. I'll give him credit. He said exactly what I believed he was doing in Game 1, and he also said that they're not going to change their style of play in Game 2, which is Kevin Durant is going to get his points. He got 36, I believe, or 37 in Game 1. He got 38 tonight. They're not doubling him out on the perimeter they're not they're barely doubling him at all yeah uh they're gonna let him get his because Mike D'Antoni knows that the the difference in this series is if you get guys like Clay and Steph just raining threes on you those will break your will those will shut down your home crowd those will ignite your road crowd or, you know those will ignite the crowd in uh Oakland so he's going I will I will deal with Kevin Durant making shots that only Kevin Kevin Durant can make and going for 38. Klay Thompson hit six threes in game one. Is that right? And only took four threes tonight. So that's that's a matter of Klay. Forget didn't make his shots. He didn't even take his shots. And that's a lot of people standing around and watching Kevin Durant get 38 points. Well, again, I, th- I think they'll make that adjustment. I just looked. Klay and Steph went combined from the field 10 of 30. And again... Uh, I just don't see that happening again. Th- those guys are just too fucking. You know, good. I said in, but I said uh, prior to the series that I thought 
in addition to the slight home court advantage of not having to play four games in Oakland, I said that Dan Tony is uh, has a slight edge coaching, and I said I believe that the Rockets had an edge in the backcourt, and I was amazed. Again, and I'm saying this, I believe that Steph Clay, long term, they're the Correa and Altuve of backcourts. They're the best backcourt ever, in my opinion. And even given that, I think with the state of their careers that Harden and Chris Paul are in, with D'Antoni in this system, that they have a backcourt edge. And people came at me like I said, like like I had fucking attacked those guys. And, and when you look through two games, through two games, 70 19 and 19 for Clay and Steph, 107, 29 and 19 for Chris Paul and James Harden. Like, there is, they are winning the backcourt battle. And what that comes down to is then not only are, are they kind of rendering them, you know, not only are they going shot for shot for them, they're beating them outright. And then, like I said, it all comes down to Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant's having big scoring games, but they're also, like, Kevin Durant can get his shot anytime he wants, and he's going to score a bunch of points. It's just a matter of, is Kevin Durant facilitating other people scoring as well? Are Steph, and by the way, he's not a facilitator, but I just mean in that, is he not stopping the ball? Are they playing that warrior style of play where every, essentially what the Rockets did tonight, where everybody was scoring? Everybody's right. Gordon was scoring. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Harden scoring. Ariza. Ariza. Everybody, everybody had a great game. Now, I still think Warriors six, but. I said it before, the difference between a Warriors in six and a Rockets in six could be a couple plays in close games. Well, and I'm glad. I want to hop in here for a second. I am glad that this is going to be a series. I mean, I know I'm saying in five, but what the fuck do I know? I'm just, I mean, that's just my. Agreed. <laughs> you, you know, it could easily go seven, but I'm glad because I was worried after game one. I thought James Harden had a great game. He did have a great game. There's no denying it. Yeah. He had a great game one. And they still lose. And I was worried. I go, oh, shit. Is this, you know, it makes you think as a fan of the game, I wanted to bring up this question. Let's say the Rockets do, I'm sorry, let's say the Warriors end up winning in five, go on on the finals. Because to me, this 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 is the finals, right? Yeah. Is this not, like, I just don't, I, I'm sorry, I just don't give the Celtics or the Cavs a chance. Against either of these Look, players. I don't I really don't either and and it certainly looks like Boston has control of that series. Obviously, it's just home court so far that that is important to remember, but um I don't give I certainly don't give either of those teams a chance against the Warriors cuz the Warriors have done it before. The Warriors have championship experience. The Warriors have have played in those big moments. Um I don't really think that Boston can keep up with a Rockets team should they make it. But if it were Cavs Rockets, that'd be an interesting series. Like that would be it's like you've got a team that's there for the first time, you've got D'Antoni who lives and dies by a system, and then it's that would be even more so than even more so than Stevens strategizing versus LeBron and and that's honestly what that series is at this point. Yeah. That would just be LeBron doing LeBron things, the Rockets doing D'Antoni things, and let's just like see what happens. But my question is that I was gonna get to if the Warriors do make another finals and win easily, I don't know that that's good for the NBA. And I said that last year. It's because we ha the 
Kevin Durant joining the 73-win Warriors exactly. wasn't good for anybody except Kevin Durant, exactly. the Warriors, and Warriors fans. Exactly. That's it. It wasn't. It just straight up wasn't. And that is what I said going into this series is the Rockets have all of this going for them, and the Warriors were a great championship franchise, and they added Kevin Durant, and that is the difference. How Kevin Durant plays, how well he plays within their system, if they use him the right way. It's like, that's the difference. One thing's for sure, and I know you're like anti Mike D'Antoni, but. Not anti. But this series, it's like, if. I know the Rockets were the one seed, and I know the Rockets have a home court advantage, but this, this is a major upset if they beat the Warriors. Like, because the Warriors have the best team in basketball. No denying. There's four guys on that team who are perennial all-stars, including the second and maybe third best players in basketball. Like, that's pretty fucking tough to beat. And it's certainly tough to beat in a Western Conference Finals game by 25. That's why you got to think, wow, this could be an interesting series. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not denying that the Rockets are an overwhelming underdog. And the but you know the Rockets. I'll, I know I slurp Mike D'Antoni over and over and over again. But as a basketball fan and as a guy who a lot of Knicks fans hate Mike D'Antoni, but this is exactly what he did in New York, and it it didn't it didn't make a lot of people there happy. It made me ecstatic. I loved it. But the first question, it was like, what were the adjustments you made? He's like, he sarcastically is like, yeah, last game we came out, we were loose California gunning, and tonight we were the triple threat. He's like, no, we did the exact same thing. And we didn't turn the ball over tonight. Yeah. And and that's what happens is you play a team like the Warriors, You, you it doesn't matter if you're at home, you're on the road, if it's the first round, if it's the second round, if it's the Western Conference Finals. If you make mistakes, they're going to beat you. And they turned the ball over. They played sloppy in game one. And the Warriors won that game easily, even though it was tied at half. Game two, they don't turn the ball over. Guys start hitting their shots. A little bit of the pressure of, holy shit, I've never uh, Chris Paul never played in the Western Conference Finals before. Half of those guys have probably never been this far in the playoffs. And suddenly a little bit of the nerves are gone and they start hitting their shots and it's not like, "Oh, they evened up the series at home." Like they smashed them in the mouth. That wasn't a game for you know, maybe there's 10 minutes of running time in that game where people are like, "Oh, this is a game." Why well, I'm enjoying the bad blood, I will say. I'm enjoying the the scuffles, the fight. I mean, I mean that was from tip off. Yeah. You know, Draymond Green from tip-off was getting into shit. I do like that. And I'll tell you what. Again, the Warriors have a significant talent advantage. Sure. But toward the end of that game, and I was saying this while we were watching it, the Warriors blow out teams all the time. Like, what percentage of Warriors games do you think are 15-point wins? Like, half of them? Yeah. They are a team that is used to winning big. you got to also realize... Uh, when you're playing a team like Houston, they're going to have a night like this. The fact that that Kevin Durant, of all people, Draymond is one. Like Draymond Green is going to do Draymond Green things. That's why he's out there. But Kevin Durant, yeah, the second best player in the world, is out there just straight up shoving dudes at the end of the game. J.R. Smith shoved a dude at the end of the Boston game yesterday. That's what J.R. Smith's going to do. Draymond Green's going to shove some fucking people around. You, you've got guys that are out there that they're going to – that's that's their sole purpose on the floor. Marcus Smart's going to do that shit. Kevin Durant's just shoving dudes into the first row. That shows me, again, what I've been saying about Kevin Durant, mentally soft as shit. 
but also you're in his he- you're in Kevin Durant's head in the in game two of the series. Like what the fuck, dude? It, it, the series is tied, and you have the best roster, and you're going back to Oakland. Why are you shoving dudes? Same question. Why do you care about bloggers? Why do you give a shit that Bill Simmons ranks players? Like, chill the fuck out, bro. Yeah, but let me play devil's advocate. It's like saying, why do we care about idiots on Twitter who want to argue 90s versus nowadays basketball? Because we're right and they're wrong. But isn't that Kevin? The Kevin Durant is wrong, and he's doing it anyway. He, like, what? Why shove Trevor Reza? Like, give me one reason. Why would you shove Trevor Reza for, with absolutely? He didn't do anything to you. No one's talking. Just he just comes down the floor and you shove him in the first row. But my argument is that idiots will get in our heads just like idiots are going to get in Kevin Durant's head. Oh, no one's in my head when that happens. I I've told you I'm taking it. I'm going. I'm house to house. I'm Paul. Re- I'm Paul. I'm Paul revering. No, I will no. never let Joe, this die. Joe, I did it to you for two years. I'll do it to people on the internet. I've been doing it about Kaepernick. I've been doing it about fucking Brady. I do it. I do it all the time. I know that you just got pulled into this world where the '90s basketball thing has overtaken your life, <laughs> dude. This is my. I've been doing this for fucking. I was doing this before the internet. I was mailing letters. I was mailing letters to people back in the day. Well, the '90s thing, and we're gonna play. We're bringing back Troller Moron tease yeah. later in the show uh, because of that. Because because I'm I'm more now. I'm more. I'm to the point of uh, intrigued. Yeah. From a social and psychological point of view. Yeah. At people, I actually had a long discussion with Trevor when we were hanging out discussing it. Like like it's mind blowing to me because at this point I feel I feel people who won't accept that the basketball is better than it's ever been it just means to me you don't accept evolution yeah not that it's the same but it's on par anyway let's move on to the eastern conference yeah does that make any sense you guys are giggling back there i don't know uh i want to say this before we uh, before even lebron's mentioned because i don't think he's been given enough credit danny ainge what he has put together as a gm and i know we've talked about it I was thinking about this last night, and I didn't look it up because I didn't want to. I didn't feel like it, but I just couldn't think off the top of my head. Has there been a move, a bad move, that Danny Ainge has made from – they're all great moves. From Well, they're not all great moves. What has been a bad move? Well, he traded Kendrick Perkins back in the day in between – following the championship, and then they went back into that Lakers series – Without Kendrick, without a big man, and then Pal Gasol ate them alive. No, 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 actually, Kendrick got hurt that series. In 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 the championship series or yeah. in the Lakers series? In the Lakers series. But then he traded him as well. Like well, he, he traded, he well, traded. Well, didn't he, he trade, trade him for? He traded, he traded him to OKC. Right? Yeah, yeah. For Green, yeah. Jeff Green. That wasn't a. I mean, Jeff Green ended up being nothing for Boston, and Kendrick Perkins, while being nothing in the NBA, had a role on Boston with Big Baby and with. Okay, Pearson. I get that, but but he did get hurt. That's the yeah, he got hurt the second series. But my point is, but he's he has he certainly hasn't nailed all his drafts. Well, well, look overall, I'm just saying. I was thinking, Danny. Ainge, you, I I hate to do this because I don't I feel you. There's uh there's an episode of the show where you like literally come out and you're like I'm gonna go ahead and say like is Danny Ainge completely overrated? You have that take on the show. Well, maybe I've changed it. You, you literally are like, what? Everybody's Danny Green, <laughs> Danny Ainge. I would love to see that because if I said that, I was wrong. Yeah, I was just point blank wrong. But I think 
look, there's a lot of things that go into it. You know, it's like look it's at this year's team, though. but it's like saying, you know, then it's. Uh, I hate to go back to Mike D'Antoni because this is like, but it's like, the, you know, people were like, the fucking Suns just gave, you know, Steve Nash all that money. Like everybody's like, what the fuck? And then he ends up being a two-time MVP. It's like, it, it's not just the players. It's like you have to take the players and put them in the right system. And Brad Stevens has gotten the most out of. Everybody on that team. But that's my point. Who hired Brad Stevens? Danny oh, Ainge. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. When 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 Brad Stevens, who continues to amaze me when I when I when I watch the Celtics play, when I watch what he gets out of these guys, these guys like a Terry Rozier who were playing in the D League two years ago. Right. When I see what he can get out of these guys, it blows my mind because when Brad Stevens was hired. You know, you're not a big college basketball guy. I am. When he was hired, I had followed Butler closely. He Obviously, he'd done wonders there. I mean, yeah. he took him to back-to-back national title games. But I remember thinking, can this guy... Did they play in back-to-back title games? Back-to-back title games. I remember that they played Duke, right, one yeah. year. Yeah. And then the next year, I want to say they played Connecticut. But my point is, I, I was just amazed by how quickly... Brad Stevens has turned this thing around. And also, dude, this is what I'll say about the Celtics. And maybe this is like a fucking premature Ruther hot take. I think Brad Stevens and the Celtics organization right now, they're like the fucking Spurs, man. They're like the new Spurs. Even if they lose this series to the Cavs, I just see where it's headed. Where, like you're saying, where where Brad Stevens can plug anyone in. He is just a phenomenal coach. Yeah, I I, I... I'm a hundred percent on board with that. And I think that that is the difference in these two series right now is, you know, as much as I love Mike D'Antoni, I also think Steve Kerr is a good coach. I think Steve Kerr gets the most out of his players and I think they like playing for him. And I think he knows how to handle, you know, Draymond's, you know, wildness. And I think he knows how to handle the fact that KD is a 13 year old girl in a 30 year old man's body. And I think he knows how to take care of all that. And Mike D'Antoni obviously has a system and obviously gets the most out of his players. And then you look at, at Brad Stevens, who's a, a fantastic, maybe the best coach in the NBA. And then you have Tyron Lue, who has swallowed six mosquitoes since the series started. <laughs> like, I, I think, like, I think, Tyron Lue's the kind of guy who puts pillows on the floor next to his hotel room bed in case he falls out in the middle of the night. Like, hear, the dude is fucking retarded. Did you hear? And I know they're, they're going to just say it. It's bullshit lip service. But did you hear what Van Gundy and Mark Jackson said? No. About Tyron Lue no. yesterday? And by the way, let me just say before you tell me what it was, I think both of those coach, those guys were horrible basketball coaches. Van Gundy, it was mostly Van Gundy, went on yeah. a rant saying. Great, great announcer, terrible basketball coach. He basically said, look, he gets an awful rep. He's the quickest to whatever so many games that he's won uh, in the playoffs in NBA history. And he said, well, they always say, well, you have LeBron James. And then he brought up, well, Phil Jackson had Michael. And, you know, bringing up, you know, Pop had Duncan and, you know, all those great players. And then Pop did it without Duncan. Yeah. You know, like Pop did it with uh, the end of the line Duncan. And Pop turned... Tony Parker and and Pop turned, uh, you know, Ginobili and Pop turned Kawhi Leonard into a top three player in the NBA. And like, yeah, but Greg Popovich, like to compare, to compare, I mean, they should honestly fire Jeff Van Gundy for it. (laughs) 
They should fire him for it. I don't know if he said pop. I, I might yeah. be making that up, but I know he was naming good coaches. Yeah. He named Phil Jackson for sure. Yeah, which we all, you know, Phil Jackson had Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson had Shaquille O'Neal. And it's hard, you know, they, he had them in their primes and he had them when, you know, it's, it's tough to lose with guys like that. But, like, it's a completely different story than, you know, like Tyron Lue has LeBron James. And what has he done with him? He didn't three-peat. He didn't fight like and, – and that's more on Tyron Lue than it is on LeBron James because look at what LeBron James has been able to fucking do in this league. And it's exactly what's happening in the Golden State series. Mike D'Antoni is saying – Kevin Durant's going to get his. Let's worry about everybody else. And then everybody else fucking lit it up tonight. Yeah. And Brad Stevens says, uh, LeBron James is going to get his. Let's make sure that J.R. Smith doesn't get hot. That, uh, you know, Kevin Love doesn't get hot. That uh, Clarkson doesn't get hot. That fucking George Hill doesn't get hot. And what was their stat line last night? What was the also-ran stat lines? Like, they were one for 14 as a group? Well, the, like, bi- the big stat last night. Because people are now, now that you know, I have been vocal about my support of LeBron James. People are coming to me hot on Twitter, of course. The stat last night that if you're just a rational person, if you're a rational human being, and you see this stat, like I told you earlier today, my brother who doesn't follow the NBA would not stop texting me saying, "Jesus Christ, who are these?" He kept saying homeless and high school guys that LeBron's yeah. playing with, guys. When the backcourt of the Celtics has 41 points. And Jalen Brown goes off again. And the backcourt of the Cavs has three with George Hill, J.R. Smith. 41 to three, you're not going to win. Yeah. Just you're not going to win. Yeah, and like how much can LeBron James do? Like he came out in the in, early in the game. 21 21 points. in the first quarter. He had four threes. He probably got concussed. Let's be honest. Took a shoulder to the forehead. He's like, how much can the guy do? It's it's basically the exact same as game one in and it's it's the exact same in game one and game two of the Western Conference series. Kevin Durant's gonna do Kevin Durant things. And th- like if the other guys score, if Clay Thompson hits six threes, they win huge. If their backcourt scores zero points, they lose huge. LeBron James is always gonna get nothing from the other guys. Or borderline nothing. No, like, I would love to see the Cavs record when, you know, J.R. Smith hits five threes in a game or six threes or any combination of those guys has ten threes combined. And, and for the record, again, this this isn't excuses. It's at the end of the day, it's a team sport, right? It's a team sport. So for me, I don't know what people want when. when when J.R. Smith has zero points, zero points. Yeah. I mean, read the stat lines. Like, uh, give me everybody. The only person who played well was Kevin Love. Kevin Love had 22 points. Tristan Thompson had eight. George Hill had three. J.R. Smith had zero. Yeah. Yeah. And Boston's home court advantage is legit. Yeah. They're, they're You know, those fans are rabid. Those fans are, I mean... LeBron James, just look at the way LeBron James is walking off the court with a concussion and guys are fucking giving him the finger and pointing at him and screaming. It's like there is there is a distinct home court advantage. They got the first two at home. I mean, it looks tough for them. It looks tough because 
I think Brad Stevens is the best coach, and I think that Brad Stevens is going to find a way to say, hey, LeBron James can't score 90. So if we score 90, we're going to win. And he's just got to keep those other guys from having any sort of contribution to the game. Yeah. And if they do, the Celtics are going to, you know, the, the Cavs could win. But if they don't, it's going to be really, really tough. Yeah. Gotcha. No, I agree. It's it's going to be tough. But I'm I'm still not calling the Cavs done. I'm not. Cause, cause, I'm not either. Cause so far, it's just two games at home. The Celtics are still young. They've been bad on the road. They've been unbeaten at home. Exactly. So if the Cavs take the next two, then we got ourselves a series. Yeah, and then it's KG series, right? Then it's anything that's possible. Yeah, because the idea of LeBron James going into any place and taking over and not being like refusing to be stopped regardless of whether or not people score is certainly possible. But if they lose one game in Cleveland, good night and good luck. I agree. Cleveland has to take both games. No doubt about it. And J.R. Smith, dear God, man. I mean, I mean, it's no different. Tyron, I was watching the end of the game at the Improv. I went to the Improv last night, and I brought I brought Ernie Jr. here with us, and uh, and he was. I mean, he watched me watch the game. I every move, Ty, like, what is J.R. Smith doing on the floor? At the end of a game like that, you're just like asking some. He hasn't hit a three all game. Well, that's what the announcers said. Yeah. They, they, I mean, we just knocked him, but they did. Mark Jackson, I believe, it was the one who said it, who goes, Jerishman has not hit a three all game. Why is he on the court? Yeah. It's, he's only on the court to fuck up. Like, here's what J.R. Smith does J.R. Smith makes completely moronic, bonehead plays and hits threes. If he hasn't hit a three all game, what what left is there for him to do out there? So what was he doing on the floor? Jeff Green was a turnover bonanza late in that game where it seemed like every time Jeff Green got the ball, he kicked it to somebody. He lost it. Somebody stripped him with it. Yeah. Tyron Lue is lost. That series is coming down because, yeah, Boston is uh, has a lot of talent, but not like they don't have any standout like, oh, my God, this guy's – Tatum is great, but Tatum's 22. Two years old or 20 years old or whatever. Yeah. I think he's 20 years old. And the Cavs have guys who have been all-stars, and they have Tyron Lue, who is lost. That game, that series is Brad Stevens serving Ty- teaching Tyron Lue basketball and Tyron Lue having a learning disability, asking the SAT guy for extra time, and then being like, this is a basketball game, dude. You do not get extra time. <laughs> you are done when you're done, and you guys are done. Yeah, it's painful. There's no doubt about it. It's painful every time the camera cuts to Tyron Lue. I mean, that that look on his face. It's like you watch in that game, too. LeBron James comes out and plays like that. It's like the only adjustment they made is he's like, wow, I'm not going to let this be up to everybody else. I'm going to come out and go hard. And he did. But how long? That's not That's not something that's sustainable. You can't do that when they're so spread out, when they don't have one guy and it doesn't become a battle between two players. You, you, you That's just not sustainable. Yeah. LeBron James versus the Celtics. But that's the problem. That's the problem right there is, is that people want to say, oh, he wilts in the fourth quarter when you're like, well, dude, if he doesn't have 21, you know what? Another interesting thing that somebody pointed out last night during the game was that it was Van Gundy. He foresaw it. Van Gundy said, 
LeBron, he goes, LeBron James, it doesn't matter who it is, something like this. When one guy on your team gets 21 points in the first quarter and you're only up four points, yeah. that's not a good sign. Yeah. It, I, again, Brad Stevens is doing the exact Brad Stevens and Mike D'Antoni are attacking the best player on both teams the exact same way. One on one. Yeah. With a bunch of different guys. Sure. We'll try smart. We'll try, you Morris. know, Morris. We'll try Jalen Brown. We'll try yeah. uh, Horford. And same thing that Dan Tony's doing. He's like, oh, Nene and Mbamute and Harden for a little bit. And Chris Paul's on Kevin. And and the point is he pronounced those names so well. Yeah, and the and, and, do that. and what he's doing is he's saying, We're not really trying to stop you. We're just trying to give you a bunch of different looks. And maybe one time down the floor, Chris Paul will fuck you up. And then you'll go, and then Kevin Durant will go, well, here's how I score on Chris Paul. Yeah. And, he, and then you do it. And then you throw a different look at him. And it's really just to be annoying. It's really just to continue to, you know, change the, the way that defense people like, just to try to fuck him up a little bit, a possession here, a possession there. That's exactly what Brad Stevens is doing <laughs> to the Chabelli. He's like, Chabelli can't take this hot take. He's like, he's like, whoo. Running out of juice over there. Greg, um, grab the mic, Chabelli. What, what was, <laughs> I've never heard someone take a gulp of water and be so loud. <laughs> he was like, uh, he was, he so was, yeah, he's like, squeeze the bottle. He, like, was, I, <laughs> he was like LeBron playing five on one. He was like one. an Orangina commercial. The guy's like, <laughs> ah, refresh. I'm thirsty. I mean, <laughs> you are so aggressive. You're like, ah, <laughs> ah. It's so tough to hear these guys talk sports. I mean, that's just what European soda commercial. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so much lemon refreshment. Oh, when they talk about Tyron Lue, I just need that fresh bottle of Airhead. <laughs> Shabelli. Hey, Shabelli, uh, grab that mic still. What I want to talk to you about is I was actually looking at tickets on SeatGeek to go to, what is it, FC Club LA? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> LAFC, Los Angeles LAFC. Football Club. Yeah, because you just went to a soccer game. I did. I the new soccer team here. I went to the new stadium, Bank of California Stadium downtown. Um, yeah, I mean, it was my uh, my third LAFC game. Wow, already. Yeah. So, so I don't you think I should hop on SeatGeek, get those tickets, get that $20 rebate? Yeah, go check out the new stadium. Tickets are pretty cheap, and I hear they're even cheaper on SeatGeek, so... Shabelli still knows how to work it. I love it. He still knows how to work it. That's right, guys. The tickets will be even cheaper on SeatGeek. Also, because, and this is why, actually, all the listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And I was telling Prano before the show, I'm going to look on SeatGeek. Elton John's final tour. I know. I said you're gonna go on a date with Margaret. <laughs> maybe I will. Or maybe I will. Is she this is this gonna be like uh, us going to U two? I mean, what happened, bro? U two is playing right now. I know. We should have skipped this. We should have done this tomorrow morning. We should have let the interns do the show. Yeah. How do you how do you think our audience would have reacted? How would the Dirtballs reacted if we just let the three interns do like a ninety minute podcast? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there would have been a couple of people who are just straight up assholes. It's like, uh, guys, you know, you owe me 104 episodes a year, even though I pay nothing. <laughs> wait, wait, our fans are the guy from Simpsons? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the asshole ones, yeah. The, the comic book guy from Simpsons. 
That's great, Frano. Andrew Boggs is like, the reason is 104 two-hour episodes and no longer, no shorter. <laughs> That's the rule. Frano, ne- this, this is what this is what I'm gonna say about Frano, which never I forgets. You, I, I was gonna say, but no, this, but one step further, you not only never forget any sort of troll critic, any sort of negative reaction. You normally I'm like my Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech of podcasting. You know what I mean? Like trainers that fucking did me wrong. The massage guy who stopped massaging me five minutes earlier. But my point is Revenge is a dish never, best served cold. You'll remember that person more than you will like the polite dirtball who's like, yeah. love the show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The hate fuels me, dude. Yeah. When I got my Oscar, I would be like, Fuck you, Bugs. <laughs> this one's for you. That movie was three hours long. I hope you didn't see it, you fucking loser. See? Nice fucking chin beard. See? <laughs> <laughs> nice fucking flavor saver. You're going off on a guy. Eating fucking J.J. Watt's asshole. Like fucking <laughs> Houston cheddar dick. I know those guys still listen. Those guys are like, ah, that's why I stopped listening to your show. I have a feeling I'll be in Matty's DMs tomorrow. Savage. I want to do a new segment. Okay. What's the new segment? Just... You know, we have the Aaron Hernandez Savage Award. We need to just do a Savage of the Week. Why? What happened? Well, shit, we might as well get to it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought that's what you were teasing us for. Yeah. Like, I want to do a new segment later on the show. There's, I don't There's so many segments I want to do this show. And there's so many people here, I don't know what to do. We got to talk about this guy who is uh, 25, who posed as a 17-year-old. Joe didn't read the rundown. He's giving me this... I saw some somebody pretended to be younger for high school, right? High school basketball. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So this dude, what's up? It's it, it's awesome in a sick way, right? This this guy claimed that he was a hurricane. Uh, Harvey was it Harvey? I lose track. There's so many hurricanes. So he basically said he was Hurricane di- Harvey. By the way, is going to be what happens to the Cincinnati Reds if that guy ever pitches into the fifth inning. Yeah, seriously. Well, the Reds have won two games with Harvey starting. So, uh, anyway, this guy, this guy, said he was a displaced Hurricane Harvey person that showed up homeless. Okay. Refugee. Is that the word we're using? Refugee. Interesting. Okay, I thought that was all only for foreigners. But anyway, so he was a. To anybody seeking refuge, Andy. It's apparently me, according to Shabelli. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I need refuge because I live on a couch down by the ocean. So this guy, Sidney Bouvier Gilstrap Portley. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like my French style? Yeah. I pronounced it Bouvier. Sidney Bouvier Gilstrap Portley. <laughs> guys, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, he was he, he was a refugee, but he came in in a top hat with fucking <laughs> a cane. He's like Sidney Portier Millsap, reporting for basketball duty, good sir. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Straight to Marvin Gardens for me. So Gift that. Yeah. <laughs> he was arrested. You guys can write that down. I don't know how to gift it. He was arrested Friday and faces uh, charges tampering with government records. He was booked because according to records. He, he, he's also getting arrested for having the whitest name ever on a black guy. Oh, but here's the best part. <laughs> here's the best part. The name he went as was black. Rashawn Richardson, R-A-S-H-U-N. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure he couldn't go as his own name. That's pro- He's probably the only one that comes up when you Google him. 
So he played. Did you say Bouvier? <laughs> he played in he played in high school basketball, and this is the best part. This story gets even deeper because there was a tweet that went out in December. This is the part that I couldn't stop laughing at. They tweet in December this this account GT Prospect Report, which is looking for high school right. prospects. Tweeted. <laughs> Dallas Hillcrest was led by 6'2 guard Rashawn Richardson, 34 points, 15 rebounds. <laughs> they show his picture. Yep. He's 27, and the story gets even worse. He was dating a, a freshman, a 14-year-old girl at the school. So that's what he was arrested for. <laughs> no, but he hasn't been charged with that yet because according to records, they claim there was no sexual relations. So I don't know if he was just sending her like, fucking insta story selfies or what he was yeah. doing uh but yeah dude this guy savage and like what i mean that's some julio franco shit like what is the end game here you get to the nba and you got to wash out because you actually make the league at 34 like how what what was his end game just like dominate high school basketball as an adult that's the thing i could i tried to look it up i couldn't find i want to know his stat line like, was he the LeBron James? Does anybody know? I thought the funniest part, though, was that he transferred high schools. Like, he played a season yeah. and then transferred to another high school. After. After. He, after wow. Like Bro, he, after. he enrolled as a freshman. Yeah. Wasn't that the story, Trevor? Yeah. Black don't crack. Am I right? Can you imagine if I had showed up somewhere at 28 that had been like, nice mustache, bro. Get out of here. Bro. What is this, 21 Jump Street? He, like, gra- he graduated Hello, high fellow school. kids. He graduated high school in 2012. I'll say it was because it was yeah. either a year after me or a year before me. Now I was yeah. 11. So it was either 2010, 2012. But then he enrolled like a year ago as a freshman, played a year, and then enrolled yeah. at another school. He He was like... He was team hopping because he didn't get the, you know, he's like, I got to go where the competition's even easier. But you made a good point. You show up, they go nuts. I can't even sign up for an SAT without, like, the fucking feds showing up to my house. Yeah. This guy, this guy waltzes in. He's, he's fucking jerking off on 14-year-old girls. and like, it's cool. It's Sidney fucking Pottier. Yeah. Who is the fucking actor? Yeah. Sidney Pottier. Yeah, yeah you okay. nailed it. That, that, that. <laughs> you just got to be a refugee. Everywhere you go now, you're a refugee. Man. That's all Mildred is right now. It's all refugees. You got fucking flies in here, bro. <laughs> the fuck. Maybe Trebelli's right. You got mosquitoes in here. You got to get Tyron Lue in here. Eat some of these fucking bugs. <laughs> By the way, if Tyron Lue had been coaching this guy, he'd have been like, oh, I'm just going to play you six minutes. Today. He's like, I'm an adult coach. Put me in. I'm an adult playing his children. He's like, I don't like the look of you. Tyron Lue should coach this guy. Yeah. Serious question. This guy joins the Cavs, replaces J.R. Smith. Serious question. Last game against the Celtics, does Sidney Bouvier Gilstrap Portley help, hurt, or do nothing to the cause on the Cavs game last night? Last night, I think he scores at because how many points did J.R. Smith have? Zero. I think he gets at least one bucket when like Terry Rozier is like, "Is your last name Gilstrap Portly?" <laughs> and he's like, "Bucket." <laughs> he's like trying to sound it out. You bring up a great point, though. What is the so end wait? Game? Like you know, Morris is like, "Wait, so your mom was Gilstrap and your dad was Portly, or was that?" He's like, two points." Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I told the story right. We we had a refugee 
who lived with us in Las Vegas after the hurricane had hit uh, whichever one in 2006 was in Houston. That was where that was Katrina, actually. Yeah, Katrina. We had a, we had a Spanish. Suddenly, you're remembering refugees can come from Texas. <laughs> yeah, but it also hit it also hit Texas. Yeah. So we had we had a guy stay with us. A Spanish. He was from Spain. He was a. Teacher. Where was this in? In Vegas? In Las Vegas. So okay. my roommate. So he was a teacher. My roommate, we had an extra bedroom. He's like, yeah, I, he's like, you know, I figured we got an extra bedroom. Sorry, you got to share a bathroom with somebody. And I was like, fuck this refugee guy. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be sharing a bathroom with this fuck. Fuck refugees. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was from Spain, though. And he was, a, he was a music teacher. But the best part was the, the plan completely backfired. I think I've told this on air. I, I told it on maybe Dent Report. The plan backfired because he was such an idiot. He one day was throwing out paper. And instead of putting it in the trash, like old papers, he was flushing them down the toilet. <laughs> well, like papers he had graded? <laughs> yeah, he was flushing papers down the toilet. And I'm eating a bowl of cereal in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, all this water just, just yeah. avalanches down. And my roommate, he owned, it was a condo he owned. And I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? I run up. And then he went to another city and lived there. And they were like, what happened? He's like, another flood. <laughs> Just floods everywhere I go. It's like, motherfucker, it's supposed to be from the hurricane, not you overflowing toilets with fucking. Also, who has papers in music class? What's this guy doing? <laughs> Write a uh, four page paper on why you'd ever want to go see Elton John. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, it was it was bizarre, and he also loved he loved watching uh, softcore porn. <laughs> like what? Like, like fucking like Shannon S- Tweed shit. Yeah, because I remember one time I, <laughs> I I came home and he's like, "You want to watch this?" And I was like, "What are you watching?" And he and he shows me, and the, and the weird thing is, I end up watching like maybe a. 30- you want to watch this? Uh, I watched like okay, I watched the whole movie with him. <laughs> why don't you you're like? Why don't you watch hardcore porn? He's like, "Well, when I watch hardcore porn, I end up jerking off." Then the tissue paper floods the toilet, and then I got to go again. Yeah, it was not a good situation, man. Serious question, if that guy joined the Cavs. <laughs> They're See, probably better off. Yeah. Again, J.R. Smith, zero points. Yeah, and it, and a flagrant foul at the end of the game. He was actually minus points for his own team. Is that what it was? Yeah, because yeah. he had zero, yeah, and it cost right. him a free one. Yeah, that's a good point. You want to play Troll or Moron? Sure. It's been a minute. You want to bring? I'm excited. To we have a back. very special themed edition of Troller Moron, right? We do. In fact, you don't have to grab the headphones. The headphones are strictly for the intro song, okay. which I love. Oh, because we're after tweet. Yes, and I have, I have, I have to hear it. Okay. But Trevor, you should wear the headphones just to make sure the, 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 the he's got a pair. All right, so let, let's bring it back, fellas. Oops, not playing right. Is my shit not working? Let's see. Yeah, is it plugged in? Let's try again. Hmm. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Weird, it's not even playing. Let's try it again. This is always fun. It's not even showing up. I don't know. God damn it. I'm so excited to play that song. 
everything's plugged in. Like it's all. Is the volume going up on the Zoom? Is there is there any volume showing when I'm hitting play? Is the Zoom volume turned hit, up? Hit play. Is the is the Zoom volume turned up? Yeah, no, it's it's up. Is it is the button engaged? Oh, this guy's a straight up moron. Complete troll. Total. It wasn't the volume. It was volume. <laughs> it's time for <laughs> intern or moron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. My bad. Three interns. My bad. No intern on the volume. <laughs> This is like how many interns does it take to fucking time? Screw the light bulb. I got adjusted. Troll or moron? This guy's guy's a straight up moron. Complete troll. Total troll. You're not a troll. You're just a moron. I think he's a troll. Starting to think he might be just the biggest fucking moron of all time. Or is he trolling? Troll or moron? Troll or moron? Troll or moron? Wow, Trevor, that was a that was a Trevor esque moment. It happens. Did you guys enjoy that song, everybody? <laughs> Same old song. All right, Prano. So this comes from Steve Kerr's comments. Right. Which, you know what? I'm going to plan for the listeners. Okay. You already know him, but it's important. This, this is the other day, Steve Kerr was interviewed. After the first quarter yes. of Rockets Warriors. It was, it was the first quarter shaped up as many people thought it would. It's the highest evolution of basketball, the number one seed in the West versus the Warriors, the defending champion Warriors, playing a style of basketball that is, you know, it, it just, basketball, just keep, everything just keeps getting better. And this is, it's fantastic. Everybody on the court can hit a three anytime. Uh, defense, running, like it's just, it's high speed. It's high intensity. It's fucking awesome. Exactly, and this is what Steve Kerr had to say. This is just a quick 11-second clip. Just watching our guys and how talented they are and how talented Houston is, there's no way I could have played in the NBA today. So I came around at the right time 20 years ago. Thank you, Steve. So he says, there's no way I could have played in the NBA today. I played at the right time. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. So... It's important for everybody out there to remember Steve Kerr is coaching game one of the Western Conference Finals. He's trying to defend the Warriors championship. And what he took away from the first quarter is I could never play today. That's what he took away. That's what when when they came to him after the first quarter, that's what he wanted to say. Well, and what I want to add to that is, again, I, I was very perplexed because I put this out on both my personal and Dirty Sports Twitter feed. Actually, I put it out on a shit ton of accounts that I run. Yep. Just to see the reactions. And I merely tweeted, I, before you had the video and everything, I, I merely tweeted, well, Steve Kerr just put a nail in the, the 90s NBA is better than today coffin. And it... Twitter, you know, added it to moments yesterday, the day after the game. RIP mentions. RIP mentions. Every every avatar, uh, every every person on Twitter without an avatar that's a Trump supporter or lives in Chicago I told you, or Trump whatever, yeah, man. or has a Kobe Bryant meme. Every one of them or was Jordan. like. Every one of them was like, no. And I'm like, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Steve Kerr, five-time champion as a player, two-time champion as a coach, said it. 
Take it up Former with Steve Kerr. Phoenix Suns general manager. Phoenix Suns general manager. Played with Jordan. Coach of the best team ever in record. Coach of the defending champs. Hit some key shots to win the Bulls yeah. those titles. Yeah. So the tweets are just on fire, and I'm like perplexed. Oh, he's just saying that to be nice. Well, no, he doesn't have to say that at all. Yeah. He, there is, for the record, there is no reason that Steve Kerr has to say that. There is no reason he Look has to say Look at what Popovich say. says during his you know, first quarter. Look at, uh, look at the, I mean, Tyron Lue was like, it's hot in here. And they're like, that's not a, that's a the, you didn't say anything about the game. He's like, temperature, hot. I'm like, okay. Steve Kerr's like, holy shit, did you guys watch that? I could never play today. So the tweets are flooding, but I noticed there were some dirt balls. That's why it's like, are they trolling us or are they just morons? So here's the first one that I'll read. Who is this in response to? Uh, the Steve Kerr video. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, I, I, on, on Dirty Sports. Okay, so this is a response, uh, a, a reply to Dirty Sports. If you're a fan of guys just coming down and launching threes and barely playing defense, sure, you'd think today's league is better. Oh, I love these people. If you like hard-nosed, here we go again, tough, strategic ball, you know, like Brad Stevens, Yeah. you probably think 90s NBA is better. It's merely preference. Yeah, it's not merely preference, according to Steve Kerr, who said, "I could not play today." Not it was. It's not. He didn't say, "I don't prefer to play today." He said, "I." He said, "Talent twice." He said, "Talent twice." When I look at how talented we are and how talented Houston is, I think, "Wow." I could never play today. He says, "Talent twice." So what Steve Kerr was saying. So you're a moron. This isn't a troll. This is a moron. Okay. Strategy? There's no strategy. He said, I do not have the talent to play today. I did have the talent to play 20 years ago. The talent is better now than it was 20 years ago. He didn't say the style is different. He said the talent is different. That's what he said word for word. He said talent twice in 11 seconds. You're a moron. What's it, guy? I need see. This is we. You can't. You have to make sure that you say who these people are, Ruther, so that I can make sure to never forget them. Okay. So this person, Keith A. Brockman, B R O C K M A N. Keith A. Brockman. Uh, you're a moron. From New York, he would not stop tweeting. This is what I love. He averaged 17 minutes and six points a game back then. Guys, You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But why does that matter? He still played on those teams. Yeah, he was not a starter on those teams. That's a, he's absolutely 100% right. What Steve Kerr is saying is, sure, maybe the best guys in the NBA back then could still play today, but guess what? Michael Jordan wouldn't be scoring on Jeff Hornacek or Craig Elo because those guys wouldn't exist today. He'd be playing more talented people every night. Every night, more talented people. Because those people don't have the talent to play today, like Steve Kerr did. Yeah. All right. Troll or moron? Not at all. Laugh, Laughing emoji. Well, anytime there's a laughing emoji, you know it's probably a moron. NBA is garbage now with incredible athletes who don't play real basketball. So he's agreeing that the athletes are incredible, 
but somehow we're living in I this have matrix a f- of fake basketball. Yeah, I have a feeling that you're not actually going to get me to say that any of these people are trolls. That's another moron comment. What, like, when people, uh, you see, what I don't understand, and again, I am not only a, a major NBA fan, but I was a Knicks fan growing up. Yes. I was a fan of the teams that played that style. There is nothing at all more enjoyable about that than there is other. This isn't a pre- this isn't vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream. This is vanilla ice cream with rocks in it or vanilla ice cream with Reese's pieces in it. This is not a fucking question. One was bad. One was a style of play that was solely to lower the playing field so that the best players couldn't excel. Pat Riley's strategy was let's make this ugly. Let's make this bad. Let's make people take bad shots. Make bad passes. Let's get each other angry. Let's get into a fight. Let's get guys thrown out. It that was his goal. His goal was to make it worse. His goal was to make the basketball worse. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Pat Riley was also the coach of the Showtime Lakers. When his goal was to run the fucking floor and use their athleticism. And then his goal in the 90s was to make it ugly. Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley, Xavier McDaniel, all of those guys. Every fucking guy that they had. Every guy that they traded for. John Starks. John Starks was a grocery bagger. (laughs) That was his job. And then he was like, do you want to come in the NBA and just like shove dudes around? He was like, absolutely. That was the point. The idea that that was somehow better basketball, you're a moron. Yeah. The guys who were doing well, it didn't think it was better basketball. It's, it, it's like this. The coach whose strategy was wasn't better basketball. It's like, it's like saying this. Let me just break down a very simple equivalent. It's like saying in the mid to late 90s, let, let's bring up college basketball. During the NCAA tournament, you preferred watching – Princeton hold the ball, backdoor cuts, one shot versus Rick Pitino's fast break, full court press, Kentucky Wildcats. It's like saying that Kentucky was a worse style of basketball, right? Yeah. But it's not even because Princeton's strategy was to slow it down and like have precise cuts. Yeah. Pat Riley's style was let's make it ugly, let's make it bad. That was his style with the 90s Knicks. That was what he was doing to the Bulls. Okay. That's what Chuck Daly was doing with the Pistons. That was the strategy. A couple more. LeBron, this guy is a dirtball at Grayson 814. LeBron would be put on a stretcher by Bill Lambeer. I think he is being a troll. That could be a troll. You responded to him seriously, though, on Dirty Sports. Yeah. Is that a troll or moron? He could be a troll, or but... Or he could be a, a big Jordan fan. Yeah, exactly. Like the Bill Lambeer thing. I, I replied, what was it, Grayson814? I replied because, like, people believe this. Whether this guy's trolling or not, people believe... Sam Tripoli. People believe Bill Lambeer's fucking dad bod was going to take down a freak athlete that everybody has known was a freak athlete since he was 15 years old, who has... Coming to the NBA, spends a million and a half dollars on his body, is in the fucking most freakish physical condition 
of anybody that we've ever seen. He's 6'8", 265. He's been playing 15 years because he's a fucking NFL tight end playing point guard in the NBA. And they're like, fucking lunch sack would put him on his ass. It's like, guys, I mean, I hope you're trolling. I'm just going to, for this one, I just go, Grayson, I hope you're trolling. I think he's trolling. I think Grayson's trolling. And our final one was a tweet directed at you. What do, what do you keep giggling about over there, Trevor? This one, we've, we've been burying the lead since we since we started this. Is it this tweet? It's this tweet. Okay. Oh, the, the bimbos one? <laughs> you think this Bim- is? Bimbos and bodybuilders. Yeah. Which is nothing but bodybuilding women naked yes. doing porno. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if this was the lead. This was the build. This is what we call the climax because it's a fucking point. Troller moron. This is. They responded to Prano's tweet. It's called virtue signaling. These guys today won't even make the teams in the 90s, and you know it. People used to play defense, and this dumb fuck spelled it D E F E N C E. Did Shabelli just fall asleep over there? <laughs> <laughs> you want to lay on my bed, buddy? No. Okay. <laughs> Shabelli's <laughs> shit tired. Okay. Troller Shabelli's more. like back in the 90s, podcast used to be interesting. <laughs> Only an hour long. Yeah. What do you uh, think? I think for sure a uh, a moron. Yeah. I mean, they spelled defense wrong. Yeah. But they are Canadian. <laughs> you know, there's sometimes that. And did you see thing. my response to that one? You wrote, that's certainly a bimbo opinion. Way to stay on brand. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I mean, there are people, I I just can't believe there are people who believe this. It, it's just, like I said, I, I'm to the point of confused. I'm confused now. I'm confused as a, what I consider, I consider myself a logical person. I may not be right all the time, but I think I have reason, right? And, and to me, this just isn't reason. And this is another analogy that I used uh, before the show, Trevor and I were talking, and I said, "Look at the NFL, right? Look, look at, look, look at, look at the best players. Look at the O linemen nowadays. These guys are six six, three twenty, running." Get fo- get Trebelli to oh, grab yeah. the mic. Trebelli brought up a great, a fantastic right. point pre-show. I, I said the O linemen now are running four seven forties. They're six six. They're stacked, and Chabelli. I was I was saying this. Um, if you look at my grandfather's stats when he was in college and then in the NFL, he was about six six foot, about two hundred and fifty pounds, and he played guard for fifteen seasons in the NFL. My grandfather wouldn't even start in a lot of high schools nowadays. You, you said he's about your size. He's about my size, and that's like. The thought that he wouldn't start at some high schools today is kind of insane if you really think about it. By the way, this is Shabelli talking. This yeah. is this is the home side versus the away <laughs> side of the field. This is the Dodgers are still coming back. Like even Shabelli, like this is his family. He's talking about. He's not my dad. And my grandfather was gutsy. He'd be doing it today, undersized. He's like he would be not starting on a high school team. But it's wild because. The, the, the whole concept of, well, the rules have changed. Yeah, the NBA rules have changed. So have the NFLs. Yeah. So have Major League Baseball. All sports and professional leagues' rules have changed. Right. Guys, let me just put it in context. Let, let's talk about fucking Aaron Rodgers. 
Aaron Rodgers or the Carson Wentz, these, these quarterbacks nowadays that are not only so precise in their passing ability, they can also run. They can avoid tackles. I, I mean, it's it's like Michael Vick was Randall Randall fucking Cunningham 2.0 on stair. Like, yeah. we have pro- – and 20 years from now, guess what? They're going to be even better. Yeah. And there might be someone better than LeBron James 25 years from now. It's probably going to happen. Accept progress. Yeah. End of story. You know what these people need? You know what they need to start with to maybe get their life in order? Blue Apron. Yeah, because I'll tell you what. The people that are sending those tweets, they're not the type of people who have the brain capacity to to go to a supermarket and buy all the little ingredients that they need to make a meal. What they need is an entire meal showing up to their front door in a box with directions, spices, Protein, vegetables, the whole thing. They'll probably still mess it up, but at least they'll have a chance. Couldn't be more convenient. Couldn't be more easy. Couldn't be more practical. Blue Apron does for meals what Steve Kerr does for the 90s versus today argument. It lays it out perfectly. It's hard to mess it up. I just cooked some Blue Apron last week. I cooked some white cheddar cheeseburgers with balsamic glazed onion and roasted potatoes. And it was delicious. And me who is not a chef. We all know this. I don't have a good track record of cooking things. They lay it out step by step, could not make it any easier. So Dirtballs, check out this week's menu with Blue Apron because you get your first three meals free at blueapron.com forward slash dirty. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Once again, that's blueapron.com forward slash dirty for your first three meals free at Blue Apron. Okay, so here's what I was thinking, and we don't have to do this, but we got our first ever intern, the original OG Joe Chevelli, and we have back our- when interns were interns, <laughs> not these soft ass interns today. Yeah, Chevelli would put EJ on his ass. Yeah, <laughs> leave on a stretcher. And now we have EJ, our latest intern. Who- yeah. Who you know is is now the the more progressive. I wonder if there are. Poor. I wonder if there are dirt balls or not. I liked it better when it was all white interns. Like back in the day when they were big and white, they didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. They just brought coffee. <laughs> <laughs> As for the good old days of interns, fucking Puerto Ricans. He probably wants to throw a parade, fucking in the smut studio. Puerto Ricans doing video. No one needs it. I need donuts. And boring stories. Fucking this guy speaking in Spanish. <laughs> Nobody wants that chorizo shit. Talking about refugees. Yeah, I know it's Mexican. That was the joke. Try- I, know. I, I know. I know. My, although I do not know what a Puerto Rican delicacy is. What? What is? Rum. What? Maybe some rum. You but, know. But what's a Puerto Rican meal? A Puerto Rican meal. Uh, you could do every. It's uh, rice and beans. Uh, Come on. Uh, yeah. Well, honestly, <laughs> well, it's like. You can do arroz con arepas, which is like it's like a say it again. Arepas are oh, like they're like a dick hard. It's yeah. like a dough type thing. It's kind of like a it's kind of bread, but it's fried. Okay, um, that's usually always on the side with like arroz um, and like pollo and arroz, todo like that. Now you just say chicken and spinach. No, like <laughs> with chicken and rice is like a major thing. There's mofongo, 
um, which is like I, I think I it's think a plant. Played for the Raptors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a mashup plantain. It has other stuff like mixed into it. There's a lot of stuff. Mofongo like that. is the guy's name who who, <laughs> who played on that high school team. <laughs> Bouvier Portly Mofongo. Arepa. So here's what I was thinking. Do we want to play a game? This is completely not organized at all, but I found an old game. We could do, do the interns know, what do you think? Shabelli versus EJ. I could get off camera, go in the corner where Shabelli's sitting, and have these guys. And this would be literally an old one that we've already used. Because I, I was like, I'm not creating a new one. <laughs> Which was testing both these guys. F- first one to one? <laughs> first one to get one, next point wins? What do you think, Prano? Sure. All right, you guys want to hop over here then? Three of you guys on the couch. And uh, here, Shabelli, we'll do this. I'm assuming I need the headphones for these yeah. as well. It's a Joe sandwich over here. No, that's you. I don't need one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which one's yours? No. <laughs> we don't. What, what do we need? I don't need a pair of headphones. Don't worry. I got this. <laughs> no, I'll be fine. We're going to do tech during the show. I remember the old dirty sports days <laughs> where they had, all their in- they had all their interns have headphones before the show started. Shabelli? I got EJ? Oh, man. This is going to be... I feel like I'm going to know the clips just from the reaction. <laughs> I'll know the... I bet you I'll know the clips just from Ruther's setup. Oh, God. He's going to be like, who said... Who said this about playoffs? Who said this about playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Ruther extra teases things. Here's the deal. Which one of these guys talking... You guys are going to have to share hates, a mic. Yeah, that's fine. Practice. Who is this that hates practice? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to start with EJ. Oh, the, sweet. He, who, who is who they thought they were? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, because I just pulled that clip up. Okay. EJ, who said this? Picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What do you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down that way. No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three okay. quarters. The Bears. EJ. Are what we yeah. they were. Who said that? Oh, um, I'm going to actually throw this one to Shabelli. <laughs> Shabelli now, I love whenever Shabelli plays this game after the first time. Maybe he did it the first time, too. He just stares coldly off into the distance, trying not to show one way or the other whether he knows it or not. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't, but I know. That Wait, hold on a second. You have no clue? No. You didn't just do this on the last episode. No, you didn't do this one. No, but I've played this one every single time almost. EJ doesn't listen to the show. I do listen to the show. <laughs> Shabelli? Yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I teased it before it happened. <laughs> Prano, fucking, that was the ultimate Pre-Nostradamus. Yeah, right? Okay, guys. Which one of these people cannot wait for something? 
Which guy? You cannot wait. You guys know. <laughs> I can't remember his name. No. <laughs> okay, I just want to say in my defense, I hadn't had this question asked to me before. Do so. you do you you guys have any idea what this guy looks like? What is yeah. He's African-American. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good job, well, also politically correct, African-American. Yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, Dennis Green, former RIP, rest in peace. Former we should just do, do the interns know what race is talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For half a point. Can you well, tell from the sound of his voice? Okay, Shabelli, we're going to give you the lead on this one now. <laughs> Name this person. Again, these are all ones that have already been used. Let's see if I can find a date on this. Oh, this was last edited May 21st. I can kind of hear it. This was May 21st, 2017. Not that that helps, but anyway. So <laughs> almost a, exactly a year ago. Exactly. All right. When you were home last year at this time, when you, right when you got back. All right. So uh, name this person. We see the, the buckets. Now there's a third bucket this week. I think what happened, there's always been, yeah, there's always been like a mother and father. Like this is a father bucket. This is a mother bucket. And since the last game, they had a baby bucket. He didn't know this answer. Shabelli's mom mentioned this when we went yeah. to the Rams game with his family. Shabelli, who said that? John Madden. Oh! oh! Shabelli does know. Well, well, we're literally playing a couple of these because this is just pathetic. Okay. Yeah, good job. So Shabelli won. Would you have gotten that? Uh, EJ? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 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 in my mind. <clears throat> okay. EJ. Yes. Who said this? Can't wait. Bart Scott. Oh. <laughs> he got it. I, I was going to say. Okay, we're back to Shabelli. Let me see. Are the sports ones are the best because you guys just don't know sports. Okay. Let's try this one. All right, Chabelli, you ready? I'm ready. Name this movie. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has ruled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field... This game. Shabelli? Field of Dreams. Oh! They started slow. Trevor didn't know that one. <laughs> oh, because James wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Trevor sent me Sandlot. I'm listening. I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> okay. EJ? All right. Name this movie. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. All right, so I'm going to do one of these shot in the dark. I'm going to go major league. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. Getting all cocky now. Remembering all, something he heard three days ago. Asked. <laughs> I mean, you were just asked this exactly. last week. Okay. It looks like they're starting to come along. Uh, let's try. Oh, there's no way you guys get it. I, there's no way Shabelli gets this, but let's well, let's test it out. I remember I think Prano gave me shit for this, and of course he wouldn't get this. 
All right, Chabelli. Oh, oh, man. Man. Oh, Sixth floor gang or sixth floor? <laughs> Are you referring to the seventh floor crew? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Refer- <laughs> Do you think? Did you think Ruther pulled a clip of the Miami team? The sixth floor thing? gang. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, EJ for the steal? No. No. Nothing. You guys had a guess. No, I like True. It. That would be Afro I couldn't man. hear it. Oh, Afro Man? I couldn't hear it, but I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not the seventh floor crew. <laughs> That'd be Afro Man. Okay. All right. Do we want to do one more? It's tied up. It's tied up. They're gonna get all these. Uh let's uh let's try this one. Let's see here. All right. Na- who whose turn is it? My turn. All right, name this movie. At this point, that's great. Go ahead, make your jokes, Mister Jokey, joke maker. But let me hit you with some knowledge. You should quit now and save yourself the embarrassment of losing with these losers in Las Vegas, Lafleur. Dodgeball. Oh, he knows his movies. Damn. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Let me see if I can find one more. Oh, yeah, this will be funny. Okay. Will it? (laughs) (laughs) If Chabelli gets it, he's tied. If he doesn't get it, game over. How about that? All right, Chabelli, name this movie. Hold on one second. Let me see what the clip is. Okay, Chabelli, name this movie. Such a dickhead. Whose butt did you kiss to get in here, huh? Well, the list is long, but distinguished. Yeah, well, so's my Johnson. Top Gun. Oh, I was hoping to get him on Long and Distinguished. Did not work. Overtime. <laughs> you guys are going to know all these, I think. I mean, we can just call it a tie. It's both of us not knowing a lot of things. Okay, first first one to shout it out, to yell it. Oh, speed <laughs> first, first one to yell it. Uh, this is good. It's like name that tune. Oh shit! I'll hold the mic in the middle. Okay. Did they fucking take it down because of what's going on? Okay, no. <laughs> oh, I know where you're going. Okay, first one to raise their hand. Yeah, first one to no, raise. Just their- fucking yell it out! I'm right here. First one to yell it out. Go ahead on, break them off with a little previews of the remix. <laughs> now I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you the way you do. All right, we gotta end with R. Kelly ignition. I should yell it out before even hearing it. That that is another edition of Do the Interns Know? I can't believe they both missed Dennis Green. I can actually. Yeah, I a hundred percent can. Well, that was fun, guys. Thank you for having us. Never gets old. <laughs> so, Ruther, speaking of the interns, there was a little talk before the show. Did we talk about it on air or not? That we we play these guys two on three in hoops? Did we already cover this on the air? No. No, we didn't cover it on air. 
Tra- look at Trevor. Trevor's heated. Trevor's. Trevor's heated. You know, actually, you know what we'll do? We'll play him three on three. We'll just pick up a random girl to cover Trevor. Ah. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh! Oh! with the Kevin Durant comment. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking piling on Trevor. <laughs> Trevor can't breathe. There's six dudes <laughs> on top of him right now. So, Prado texted me yesterday that he thinks... We could take the three of them, mm-hmm. three on two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. What's and your I, thought? I thought I thought the Dodgers were going to win the World Series last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all made yeah. wrong predictions. Yeah, I okay. didn't. <laughs> First, I'll let Trevor speak. Trevor, what's your thought process when he says that? Um, one, still not scared. Two, we'll take Prano and his fifteen to twenty missed layups. Get Shabelli down on the blocks. His big body. He'll he'll get Prano under control. <laughs> Shabelli's like, what are you signing me up for? <laughs> Once again, number three, still not scared. My strategy is a, a one-one stacked zone. You just have to run at everybody that's taking a jump shot from outside of seven feet. Any sort of thing in the paint, I'll just I'll just be long wingspan guy, just contesting. And if they make their shots on you, then we'll lose. And if they don't make their shots on you, then we'll win. So you're saying you're going to be gobbling up rebounds like Dennis Rodman? Well, yeah. I mean, Shabelli's a big guy, but like he's he's not big enough to. I mean. I, I don't don't get me wrong. Shabelli, uh high school athlete, you know, had a PG year. Looks like I mean, f- athletic family, but doesn't seem like a leaper. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem like a real He's leaper. Gonna, that Shabelli. Box you out though. You box but you that's out, the though. thing. Shabelli can stick his ass into you. Box yeah. you sure. out. Remember yeah. Big Country? Remember yeah. Big Country? Big Country. Big Country. Brian Reeves. Imagine on Big Country. He's gonna box. More of an Oliver Miller type, but I see where you're going. Here's a great question. Big city for Joe Shabelli. Let's see if these guys know this. Who Which team drafted Big Country? Was it Jazz? Uh, well, the, I think it was the first the Vancouver yeah, Grizzlies. Yeah, the first Grizzlies draft pick. Do we know where Big Country went to school? Oh. Oklahoma State. Uh, I was yeah. Yeah, Vancouver Grizzlies. Was that a Magic Johnson draft pick? No. Magic Johnson didn't have anything to do with the Grizzlies. The Vancouver Grizzlies? Hell no. Yeah, he did. Magic, Magic Johnson? Johnson? Wasn't Magic Johnson one of. Look that up. No, I, Isaiah Thomas was the. The Raptors guy. I thought Magic Johnson was a GM or owner or of Vancouver, president of operations or something. I don't think so. Just put Magic Johnson in Vancouver Grizzlies. I think there's something there. Regardless, Friday, Shabelli, are you in town? If you want to grab the mic real quick, are you in town? Are you gone on Friday? I'm in town. Now, here's the only problem. I'm getting a physical Friday, and i got to give a lot of blood. What? I, mean, I got a physical setup Friday. Have an orange juice. <laughs> Jesus. Have a fucking cookie, buddy. <laughs> Giving blood? You worried about passing out? Well, I mean, you know, I have a full physical. He's probably going to shove a finger in my ass. Like it's a You're full- not 40, dude. You're 36. I'm almost 40. <laughs> 30, yeah. 36. Did I just make up magic yeah. in Vancouver? Isaiah Thomas was with the... With, was with the Raptors. There's nothing on Magic with Vancouver? No, because it never happened. Magic Johnson? There's nothing. Well, we can try to play Friday is what I'm getting at. Okay. If, if you guys want to do it. It's great. Prano, before we uh, wrap up this show, I know there's a lot of shit we didn't get to, but 
this is what I love. I'm trying not to go on the rundown as much. We have to talk about the Supreme Court decision with legal gambling now. Yes. Congratulations. There's legal gambling. It's exciting. It's very exciting. I, I'm I'm really hopeful that we go to like the European model. Betting windows, you know, like o- OTB again. Remember OTB? Off-track betting? Yeah. It's like you could just go into like a little booth and bet on horses. I'm hoping that there's like an... You know, off-court betting, OCB. Well, you listen- just go in and you ma- and you pick some basketball games. Well, I was listening to what you and uh, Laz were saying on Dirty Slides today. Yep. And uh, Laz didn't have too much confidence in the state of California where you were saying, because this is state by state, just so everybody knows. Basically, it's, yeah. all, it's, it's like everything in this country. Right. Like it first was with abortion and now with uh, legal marijuana. It's a state by state basis. You were basically saying California lawmakers couldn't be this dumb to fuck it up. Uh, yeah, I just don't think so, especially given I mean, first of all, they've already they were early they were early adapters to medical marijuana, uh relatively early for legal marijuana, uh cannabis. Um also they just need money. Like the yeah. state of California is broke. So why are you not taking whatever I'm sure there's I'm sure it's going to be just like betting with a book here, betting with Vegas. I'm assuming the vig will go to you know, some some portion of each will go to the state and the bookie i honestly don't know how it works when there is do they does the state like in vegas do the state tax their winnings or just like every bet or whatever the whatever the case may be there's definitely money to be made by the state well and let me put it this way as someone who lived there there's so many benefits there's there's no state income tax right which is huge for residents that's huge and I also think, though, what I'm very curious about, speaking of Las Vegas, is how this affects the, their economy. I texted my buddy. Obviously, I do that trip every year. Yeah. Go to March Madness. And, and my buddy and his friends, you know, those guys put down some fucking money. Those guys have some money. He said he thinks that trip, he goes, dude, that trip to Vegas that we always do won't happen in two years. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, because it is very possible if you wanted to sit home and bet on college basketball now okay that you could do it and it's not that hard there's a million different sites they're all out there they've all they've all been you know offshore yeah they've all but they've all been promoted for years like the percentage of people i know that there's there's always people who are like i'm not trying to give my money to some electronic offshore how do you get paid but like gamblers do the people that don't like the people that go to Vegas for March Madness, like what portion of that is really about the betting, and what portion about that is going to sit at a table with seven-year dudes, and like also Vegas, Vegas is a destination. Vegas people are going to gamble. People are also going because it's Vegas. Like, I, yeah, it'll hurt their economy because you you won't have. But like, degenerate gamblers are still going to want to be at casinos because things. The life of a casino is still a, like a degenerate mecca. You can you can play blackjack, you can play craps, you can play whatever. Like but this I, is sports gambling and sports gambling only. I get that, but someone like me who says, "Oh, I I like to go to Vegas one NFL Sunday a year yeah. to gamble on some games." Dude, if there's a casino in LA, but it but that's the thing, it won't re- like 
it won't be the atmosphere. I'm a, like I don't think that there's going to be sports books where you're going to go in and like I'm sure there's going to be things with like oh you can't drink on the premises where you're gambling. I don't think these are going to be locations where you're like I'm going to go sit in this sports bar and make some bets. I think it's going to be more like strip clubs where it's like they can only be so close to a school. They can only be so close to this. They can only be so close to that. It's a betting window. It's yeah. a, you know, it's like a, a, a convenience store where you can go in and you make your parlays, you make your whatever. I, I can't imagine. And I could be wrong. I don't know all the legality of it, but I can't imagine that it's going to be Buffalo wild wings where you can just be like, eh, give me 20 on the Pacers. Yeah. Like if it is, fuck yeah, that's going to be dope. Well, look, dude, I think this is, uh, you know, long overdue. We'd both agree. And the leagues, though, are interesting that they want a cut. Now, both the NBA and Major League Baseball kind of saw this, and especially the NBA was basically for it because they want that 1%. I actually had a conversation, not that my dad knows because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't follow the gambling stuff enough, right. but he does know the economic side. Yep. I, I called my dad about it because I was curious to hear his take and, he goes, I, he goes, he goes, why? And I don't know, again, if he knows what he's talking about. His point was, why should the NBA get a cut? Like, like what, what, my dad said, what clout do they have to say that they get 1%? Right. What does, what does a, a sportsbook or a casino popping up in California, what does the NBA have to, like, people are going to gamble regardless. Why should they get a cut? Well, I, I guess. Or, or what is their negotiation, what is their tactic to strong arm? these states into saying hey we need to we need to get that one percent i mean i think it's basically just to keep people like to keep every side happy it's like it's one percent right so i mean there's so much that comes with like oh we're, we're gonna do our part to make sure that you know refs aren't fixing games that players aren't fixing games like if if this is going to be so much more popular that anybody's going to be able to do it you are putting a burden on us now it's there's going to be more people that do want to fix games. There's going to be more people that do want to, you know, affect the point spread. What what's the reason not f- for a guy not to know that that is a part of it? What's the reason for Chris Paul to not know that like the Rockets are favored by 13 and go like, "Oh, my boy who lives here in Texas, who I just saw today, bet us plus 14 like at the end of the game instead of dribbling out, I'm going to get one more bucket." And there's you're putting a burden on the leagues to say, look, we're going to have to do one thing in training camp every year that says, guys, gambling is legal now. Just remember, it's completely against the rules to you know affect that in any way. Like, don't be caught in any of those places. Don't talk to any of those people. You can't put us in a position where anybody thinks we're doing it. So for 1% to say, hey, we're going to make sure that that's yeah. everything's on the level on our side for 1%. For one percent, the NFL probably won't do anything, and they'll just take their one percent, and then guys will be fixing games because the NFL is fucking like whatever. But we'll see. You know, I mean, I think that. Do you think that'll that'll change the psychology of people watching games? Like, do you think it'll affect the average fan that much on how they watch games? Because to me, the marijuana analogy is similar. Yeah. Because marijuana is fully legal here now, right? Have I smoked more marijuana? I think the I think the people like. Do you know these people who are like, like I mean, you were kind of one of those guys where you were like, I don't want to be on a list of people 
that medical marijuana. Like the idea that you waited for it to be completely legal before signing up for it. It's like, why? Well, well, because I just didn't care. Like I, well, one first of all, people like you could have just got me the weed all the time, right? But what I was gonna say about thanks the med- for that. But, but, <laughs> yeah. but I'm so I'm your fucking original intern, like, because you'll get it for me. Well, we live right next to each other. But what yeah. I was gonna say about you're like the pizza tracker from Domino's, except for weed. Yeah. What I was- Joe has left the dispensary. What I was that would be great. Joe is preparing your joint. That'd be fucking great. Yeah. Does somebody have a weed tracker? Does Weed Maps have a weed tracker? I have no idea. What I was gonna say was, the argument against marijuana was now that it's legal, everybody's gonna be smoking. I look at myself. I actually talked about Trevor with this Trevor before the show. Now that marijuana is legal, now there is even though it's the worst. Fuck you, Green Goddess. By the way, you're getting bad plugs now. Now that even though there's the worst dispensary ever across the street from me. Yeah. I don't think I'm sm- like maybe I'm smoking a little more, but not really. Like it hasn't affected me. So my question is, will gambling like how marijuana has become legal affected fans on how they're watching? I, I really don't think so. It's going to affect the two percent of people who are like, I wasn't smoking cannabis because it was illegal, but now that it's legal, I'll try it. It's like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> who are you? Um, so it's like, you know, the guy was like, what do I do? I like call a bookie up. Like, how, where do I even start? (laughs) I was some, some Italian guy comes to my house with a leather jacket. His name's Vig. It's like, no, Vig's like the percentage that, well, I don't want him anywhere near me. It's like like, a gay Southern guy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm Bouvier. I'm here to play basketball. I'm I'm Bouvier Gilroy. I'm not about to let some bookie into my home. I swear, I date 14-year-old girls. But, like, yeah, I mean, I think if you wanted to bet on sports before, I bet I bet in casinos. I've bet with bookies. I've bet on gambling websites. Yeah. I've bet through friends on gambling websites. I bet, like, I bet everywhere I can because I want to bet on sports. So it's not going to affect me. Like, I, I don't think, you know, maybe for me, like, it'll affect me and, like, you know, if I'm driving down the street and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's that fucking betting window. I would love to get a last minute parlay in. You know, I don't want to go on my phone and do the whole fucking thing. Yeah, maybe. And, and honestly, a lot of people like to hold tickets. And I'll tell you one thing. It'll definitely increase. I don't put for some reason. I don't know why. I don't ever do a futures bet on the Internet. I never put a, a bet through for like the Mets to win the World Series or like the Giants to go to the Super Bowl. I only do those things when I'm in a casino. Yeah, I'll bet games online, but I never do those things. And then whenever I'm in casino, I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna be back for a while. I'll put like every year I'm gonna go to the betting window and be like, eh, fifty bucks on the Giants. Why not? Sure. Because come Super Bowl time, I'll be like, oh fuck, man, I bet on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, mean, I still have my two cards. I you know I have ten dollars in the Reds to make it to the World Series. And how many games? What's their magic number for elimination? They're like eleven more losses. They're yeah. out. And I have. Uh, 25 bucks and then winning 75 games, which will also not happen. They're 14 and 39 or something like that? Like, what, what's they their record? The, they won today, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty bad. But they did just sweep the Dodgers, who Chabelli still thinks, apparently, watching it's too the, early. The, the pre-show, he thinks it's too early. <laughs> well, guys, that's the show. It's been fun having everybody back. I feel like I feel like I don't know what was on the rundown because I didn't read it, but we there's no way we got to everything. We 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 talked about like five things, but I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> you came over the show. I thought this was a great show, personally. I mean, we're all going out to the bar. I thought that's five dudes going out drinking. Chabelle, you twenty one? 
Yeah. Can't wait. Shabelli getting so drunk. Shaboy. Prano. Shabudweiser. What you got going on? Uh, JoePrano.com for all my shows. Got a couple weeks back in L.A. here before uh, the tour continues. Uh, we got the 11-11 show, which is uh, this weekend uh, at Laz's place. I'm going to have to stop by. Yeah, after your hostel show, come yeah. cruise by. Uh, JoePrano.com for all my shows. Uh, Tahoe, then New York. Couple weeks in Washington, San Diego, uh, all kinds of all kinds of stuff coming up. So go there. Uh, I'll definitely be at the show in Spokane. Yeah, come through. There. And then uh, also in Washington uh, is Bingle Fest, which Eddie if wants to remind all you dirt balls that have come over as shitheads. Some of our some of the backbones backbones of this you know show are shitheads. So I hope a lot of you will come to Bingle Fest out in the woods in Washington. Uh, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, Joe Payne on Instagram. Oh, and there's dudes shirts now, huh, Andy? Yeah, I did put that on the rundown. Did you see that? I didn't. No, I didn't read the rundown. I don't. I don't. I mean, I know you put special things on there for me sometimes, but don't because I'm not going to read it. I don't know in advance. Should I just not do a rundown at this point? No, it's good for these guys. Yeah, but you guys are talking 5% of the show. Okay. I do. I like it for myself. Actually. I know you do. That's Keep what doing. I do. So uh, yes, we. It, have it's one of those things. It, it's like a safety net, Andy. You have to do it just in case I check it. Wait for you? Yeah, just in case. Or for me, just in case we run out of shit to talk about, which okay. we won't. But right. So we have dirty slides, t-shirts, and we have what, what do you call them? The baseball. Yeah, raglan tees. Raglan three tees. three quarters length baseball tees, white with the blue sleeves. Those are the hot selling ones so far. Yeah. The raglan. It's just like the shirt I was wearing the other day, my, with my my Ham's beer shirt with the bear on it. We got those with dude on it, dude. Dirty slide shirts. Yeah. So check that out. All at dirty sports. Dot com and subscribe to us on YouTube guys you get all these great videos you get the interns you get a pre-show sometimes you get to see us live the whole shebang if we play three on two on Friday we just got to set up the Miva it needs internet just to record yeah it's the one downfall we'll we'll set up an iPhone on a, on a, on a you could do a hotspot but I don't know if I trust a six hundred dollar camera with crackheads everywhere. We'll, we'll set up. We'll set. Up, we'll set up an iPhone on a tripod. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, there's too many weirdos. Uh, yeah, we'll set that up and uh, drop us an iTunes review, guys. It takes two seconds. Put five stars. iTunes review. Follow us at the Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. Uh, you can follow Joe Prano at Fix Your Life. And yeah, guys, we're thusting. So support the show. And, and let, let's give some plugs for all the interns today, guys. You can follow EJ at EJ Gomez. Weird Twitter. Weird Twitter. Do you like weird Twitter? You can follow. Yeah, he fucking is weird on Twitter, I'll say. <laughs> he's, that's why he's called weird yeah. Twitter. You can follow Trevor at Trevor underscore Nickel and Chabelli. I'll let you do your own plug. You're near the mic, right? At Joe Chabelli. <laughs> thank God! Thank God we waited yeah, for three God seconds for that. Grabbed the mic. Perfect. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the show. It's, it's weird Twitter, two a days, and Chaboring, <laughs> the dream team. Fucking whack faculty yeah, interns. Yeah. It's been fun, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>